0: welcome to the city life lansing podcast we hope this message empowers you to love life love jesus love people and dream more you can connect with us at CityLifelancing.com. you belong here for spending your Easter with us. My name's Jerome. I get to be the pastor here, but to be honest with you, Jesus is the pastor, and we're just on his team. I'm kind of like Flavor Flav with the clock. I'm just his hype man, and I'm running around. I got the clock. I'm like, yeah, boy. Um, I think Jesus wants to talk to us today, and so I, I'm, I'm, I want to invite us to not check out Can we check in and lean in for the next 20 and change and 30 with some music at the end? And and today I pray that the gospel would be so clear and compelling that we'll move past the point of church and we'll move into Jesus and his church. A lot of times when I talk to people and they tell me about Jesus, they're telling me about their experience with the church. And I always say, man, that's got to be really rough because if you don't meet Jesus first, you're definitely going to hate the church. Because we're people, we're broken, but when you see what Jesus is doing and his love for it, then it starts to give framework. And Jesus has a question, uh, I think we've all felt the feeling of what it's like when to lose a loved one, like we all know that feeling. And there's a moment when Mary and Martha are interacting with Jesus and their brother is dead. And they're talking and Jesus says to Martha, he says this, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. You know why we grieve at free funerals? You know why we cry when somebody's gone? Because we're not meant to feel that. We were created to exist forever. And then Jesus asked this question, "Do you believe this?" That's the question. It doesn't matter if I believe it, it doesn't matter if your friend believes it, it doesn't matter if your grandparents believe it, it doesn't matter if you got all dolled up and you came here in your Easter best. Okay, which some of you guys look great and then others, thank God, God sees the inside. You know what I'm saying? Like who who knows? But but it's all good. Here's the point. We're not trying to play games today. Because when stuff hits the fan and you're alone by yourself, like is God for me or not? Do you believe this? Now life, it goes by quick. I remember people always saying, you know, be careful, it goes by fast when you have kids. It's just, the, it's the only thing people, they always tell you about everything is bad and then they always tell you, it's going to go by so fast. And so we have a goal. It's the weirdest goal ever, but it's to slow down time. We haven't perfected it. It keeps speeding up. And what we've found, and maybe this is, this is my personal assessment of why time keeps going faster, because responsibility keeps coming in by the waves. So more responsibility, less margin. It feels like time's going faster. Time's not going any faster than in school where I couldn't wait for the day to end, right? Couldn't wait for summer to begin. I know it's Fortnite now, but it was, it was Mario Kart then. It, you know, it was Mortal Kombat. And couldn't wait. It goes by fast. Anybody here over 60? It goes by fast, doesn't it? 38 years old, it seems fast. Well, there's this individual Solomon... At the end of his life, many believe that he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. And to understand Solomon, Solomon's super wealthy, super wise, and he's got a lot of power and a lot of territory. I mean, houses, mansions, you're talking MTV cribs on steroids. And he's not just got one wifey, he's got like hundos. Dude is out there. He's experienced it. He's experienced it. And you know what he writes? I've seen all the things that are done under the sun, making a hyperbole statement, but yet believable when you think about his life. All of them are meaningless. Life is meaningless. All right, friends, thanks for coming to church. You can go, have fun. What was he meaning? What was he talking about? His point was that human efforts apart from God's will they're meaningless. Solomon had it all, he tried it all, but when he left God out of the equation, nothing satisfied him. What we're not we are not looking for an Easter service today. Okay, we're not looking for an hour that we check the box and then we go get the picture and we eat some candy on the way out and and we post on IG and that's, all that's fun. I'm not saying it's bad, but what we came for today is something that satisfies our souls. like something that will fill us up. And at the end of his uh, writings in chapter 12, it says, The end of the matter after all has been heard, fear God. And keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing. Right now somebody's thinking, I so wish we would have went to that other church. I think they weren't going to preach on judgment. <laughs> this is a little tough. I'm, um, I don't want to be called out. But, but, but let, it, let, it squ- let it sting for a second. We're going somewhere good. Because if we don't think we'll face a judgment, we're not going to understand the reality of what Jesus did. Not just what he did, but what he'll do today. Like he'll do now. He'll do it now with every secret thing, whether good or evil. So judgment is coming. It's inevitable that me and you, we were born into this world, naked, alone, one, and we will face, We will leave this world naked, alone, one, standing face before, face before God. And then we'll be saying, okay, God, here's what I did. Here's what I did. Here's what I did. And here, God is so just. He's so perfect, he's so holy, that if we're even the slightest bit guilty, he has to execute judgment. But thank God, God didn't let us stay there in our death, that he sent Jesus. So it all connects judgment and Jesus and understanding how Jesus steps in as the lawyer in that moment. I read Psalm 56, 9 this week, and it jumped off the page then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call, this I know that God is for me. That's what today is, this is the message from the top row to the front row, to the back, to the back. Can I get it? Where are you at? From the north, south, where are you at? This is the message that God is for me. If we believe that, it will change the way we live. And how, how is he for us? I think that's really important. Does he demand my attention? Is he a forced drill sergeant? For many of us, when we think of God, what do we think of? Our teacher, we think of our parent, we think of our boss. He has all of that authority, but yet he's so good. Let him stand alone today on how he operates. So the question comes down to who is Jesus? Everybody say, who is Jesus? Jesus? Okay, just making sure we're all here. Touch your neighbor on the left and the right and say, I'm glad to see you today. Glad to see you today. Glad to see you. Glad to see you. Glad to see you. I'm an introvert, and that's the most um, most I'm going to talk today. You can tell them that too. (laughs) Matthew 27. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks split. The tombs also were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Now to understand what took place in that moment is to have the curtain torn and the temple broken too. the curtain being where the Holy of Holies, you could only enter that place in certain times of the year. You had to have special sacrifice. Because if you came into God's presence, guilty, sinner, without the means to make it right, then you would die, we would die. So the fact that when Jesus dies, he breaks it, he tears it, what that means is he gives us access, he gets really close, face to face, that God is for me. He's for me. So he's not, so a lot of times it's difficult for people to say, well, God of the Old Testament, how's the God of the New Testament? It's the full picture. If you look at one part of it, we're gonna be in trouble. When we look at the full picture, we see God chasing, chasing humanity, chasing me and you. That when we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The power that this resurrection of even other peoples appeared to many when the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the son of God. Do you believe this, that he is the son of God. Now Jesus, in his gasp of air on the cross, he exhales out a phrase, tetelestai. And what that means is it is finished. That he completed what he needed to do and that his payment was final and it was permanent God is here today and he's with us and he's given us a command that he leaves us with you know Jesus stayed he didn't just raise from the dead he stayed around for 40 days so many people could see him touch him talk to him and I find it odd that Jesus would want to leave the hope of mankind into unqualified people like me and like you and like the disciples then come on God stay stay But his ways are higher. He works through broken vessels. He wants to play perfect music through our broken instruments. So we're in good company today if you feel shame, guilt, unqualified, embarrassed, alone, that God is for me and he's inviting us to get closer and get closer. Because all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So Jesus says, I'm in charge now. I know you thought it was your boss. I know sometimes people think they're rulers of places, but I'm in charge of everything. So go make disciples, baptize them, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So here's Jesus with us forever and ever, that God is for me. John Ortberg has a book, it's called Who Is This Man? And he talks about the impact of Jesus in so many different facets of life. That Jesus didn't just uh, impact our spiritual life, that's true, but he impacted so many different areas. This is a clip on John Ortberg teaching from his book, Who is This Man? Check it out.
1: And his influence is inescapable. Children would be thought of differently because of Jesus. There's a historian, O.M. Baki, who's written a fascinating study. It's called When Children Became People the birth of childhood in early Christianity. Baki notes that in the ancient world, children generally didn't even get named until the eighth day or so. Up until then, there was time for an infant to be killed or left to die of exposure, particularly if that child was deformed or the wrong gender. And you can guess what gender that was. This changed historically because of a group of people who remembered they followed a man who said, let the little children come to me who said, unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus never wrote a book, but his call to love God with all your mind would lead to a community that had such a reverence for learning that when the classical world was destroyed in what are sometimes called the Dark Ages, that little community of Jesus' followers would preserve what was left of classical learning. In time, The movement that Jesus started is what gave rise to libraries and then guilds of learning, eventually Oxford and Cambridge and Harvard and Yale, and virtually the entire Western system of education and scholarship would arise because of his followers. The insistence on universal literacy grew out of an understanding that this Jesus, who himself was a teacher who highly praised truth told his followers that they ought to enable every person in the world to be able to learn from themselves.
0: Jesus has impacted many things. Every time we look at the date, it's in reference to the year of the Lord. So when the calendar was created, it was the best estimation that they had on the time of when Jesus had arrived. So everything in life is somewhere, there's clues everywhere pointing to the existence of Jesus. And we're left with the question, well, who is this man? Is he a liar? Is he a lunatic or is he the Lord? Is he one of many, like a way, or is he the way? And if he's the way, he demands all attention, supreme attention, in fact. If he really did rise from the grave and he promised to come back and return to rule and reign and make all things new, it seems like a fairy tale if you stop and think about it. But yet there's something in our souls that's thirsting for this truth forever. We learn that God exists And we know that just by all of creation. We look at the order that every person in their heart has this conviction that God is real. But yet our sin wants to rebel and we deny God. But in his sovereignty and in his grace, he makes himself known to us and makes us brand new. It's the greatest exchange ever. So Jesus shows up on the scene. Now he's impacted so much of our life 2,000 years later. You even see when people wear jewelry, like um, they wear a necklace and they got the cross on, it's a great conversation starter. But if you stop and think about it, like if you're wearing a cross today, the question would be why? If I, if I were um, today an elect, electric chair around my neck as conversation piece, you know, pointing to what people feel on death row when they've been sentenced to death, by means of execution through electric chair, you'd probably be a little weirded out by that person. (laughs) Like, yo, that's a weird necklace, G. Like, nice nice to meet you. Yeah, like, where'd you park? Okay, awesome. Yeah, no, my name's not Jerome. It is not, you know? Like, you would be freaked out. But yet all the time we're wearing crosses, which is a symbol of death. It's a symbol of execution. It's like, even the word, you know, excruciation came from crucifixion. The pain, the, the, what he endured. And he just didn't die. Like, don't get that, y'all. He didn't just die. He took what me and you deserved the wrath, the punishment, the judgment. See, it's important before we just start to get to party like, there ain't no party like a Christian. Yeah, he's alive, you know. But what does that mean? Do you believe this? Like, I feel a conviction and a burden to to equip us all because we are prone to wander. We are sheep led astray. The enemy loves to entice us. He wants us to be destroyed. Maybe you've heard this. It's it's preached a lot. Like, the enemy comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. You've heard that, right? Well, how does that play out? Well, it looks like when some of my friends have overdosed and it started off fun and it started as parties. The next thing you know, I'm doing their funeral. It looked like when he came to destroy and he said, hey, just start spending your money on these shoes, but next thing you know, you're so in debt and the credit people are calling you like crazy and you just know that you aren't meant for this type of pace. He starts by saying, hey, this relationship, it looks so fun. She's all great, but next thing you know, your heart's broken and you're crushed and you're doing anything possible to try to fill this thirst, this satisfying, uh, this never-ending quench that is only made for God because in this life, it's meaningless apart from God. And that could be like, hey, preacher, man, that's like super, you're like super buzzkill right now. That's just, why? Well, the opposite of that is when you're with God, life has eternal meaning. Oh, it has, it has the greatest meaning ever. Relationships now have proper order. Love has meaning. Oh, it changes the game. Who is this man? He's had global impact. Think about it. Even when we, um, we, we use Jesus' name as a swear word, you know, Jesus, you get mad. Jesus came to give rights to so many different types of people. Gender, there's no one in the ancient world that gave rights to women like Jesus. Children, as that video referenced, racial equality, the way Jesus broke down barriers in the ancient world was phenomenal. Unlike anyone else. The fact that he loved the sixth in the disease, the least of these, that started organizations like the American Red Cross, Salvation Army. You see different organizations like the YMCA, hospitals, remind us of Jesus, St. Jude's, Good Samaritan. Jesus changed the game when it comes to money, that you could be poor and be rich, but you could be rich and you could be poor. Pfft. Is anybody hear me, you guys with me? Exactly. Thank you. Like, let's go, let's get close. When we speak of Jesus, the movement of Jesus, you think of people's lives that are so impacted. Martin Luther King's life, his teaching, his following, is his why? Jesus. Think of celebrities like Tim Tebow. What's his why? Jesus. But yet Gandhi makes a statement I'd be a Christian if it weren't for the Christians. I wonder if that's you today. I'd be a Christian if it wasn't worth the Christians. If it wasn't for the Christians how they've hurt me. And I'd say on behalf of the church, on behalf of any uh, representation of Jesus that's hurt you, I'm sorry, but Jesus is still worth our demand. He's worth our devotion. He's worth our attention. Uh, He's worth everything. He is. He is. So there's some misconceptions that some of us have where God is a God of rules. And can we pause for a second of what he wants us to do or not do? Is God for this or is he against this? We get so hung up on he's a God of rules. First, we have to remember he's a God of grace. His law isn't a burden. It's beautiful when Jesus empowers us. You start to think, well, isn't there propaganda? Christianity, what's the motive behind it? What's the money? Well, the rebuttal to that is, why would all of Jesus' followers be willing to suffer all of them died through persecution other than one who was boiled alive and then cast away to an island at Patmos, John, who wrote the book of Revelation. Every other one was killed. Like imagine that. Hey, man, uh, wh- wh- where's the agenda behind that? It must, it must be that they really saw something worth their whole life. They must be that they really saw that Jesus was alive. It must be. Why would they do that? Where's the, where's the prophet? the none. There's none. So, you got to push past all of the misconceptions. You got to get close to Jesus to know that God is for me. Do you believe this? So, here and then another rebuttal. Uh, Well, Christianity, it's the white man's religion. And KB so eloquently leads us in what that looks like in this video clip. Check it out. As you
2: noticed there on my album cover, there were some images of Jesus. Uh, Some may not be familiar with it, but this is actually an early painting of Jesus. There was a moment on my album that was inspired by a conversation I had with a brother on the south side of St. Petersburg, who was telling me that Christianity and African uh, heritage are actually in contradiction. That as we were talking, I told him I I love Jesus, and he almost fell out of his seat, Why would you do something like that? Don't you know that's the white man religion? And I remember telling him, I think that that concept, you're accusing me of being the victim of white supremacy, but you don't realize that the concept that Jesus belongs to a particular race is actually the result of racial supremacy. You see, the thing is, the images that we see of Jesus all over the world are not a reflection at all of the true Jesus of the Bible. People typically, reproduce Jesus in their own image. Why do we see a skinny white man in all these paintings? Because there was a skinny white man drawing it. Molten times, people will use that as a tool to oppress others. In reality, up till the first 600 years that Christianity existed, there were no pictures of a paler Jesus. He wasn't black, he certainly wasn't white. He was a man that existed above our racial categories, a Jewish Middle Eastern man. And as he stands before all of us, he gives salvation, not based on your color of your skin, but faith in his work. So as you see here on the ground, there's broken glass because the fact of the matter is that all our images of Christ are all broken. And the only image of Christ that We want to be seen above everything else is the us living out that image and loving our neighbor, serving his people, sharing his gospel. Though his ethnicity is important, we must realize that the power of Jesus and his saving work that transcends everyone who has abused his name.
0: When we, when we come to the conversation, it's days like today that remind us we got more to learn. And it's beautiful when we sit face-to-face with God because it's okay to learn. It's okay to develop. And as we grow closer to Jesus, we get closer to each other. It's a beautiful connection that we have. Galatians 3 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. One in Christ Jesus. Now, Jesus did a lot of things. He, we looked at he impacted the calendar. He's impacted um, relationships on all facets. He's impacted economic and way people spend money and power, so many different things. But the greatest thing Jesus did was defeat death, defeat darkness, Christus victor. Oh, death, where's your victory? Oh, death, where's your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the, what? The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ christ where are we at today needing some victory are we in the prison of sin the enemy is a bad master he puts you in there there's this um it's the scene where i think it's in thor ragnarok so shout out to marvel fans Endgames uh, thanos coming out you know next week uh we got tickets <laughs> it's gonna be awesome but there's a sign when he meets his dad thor does and it's all shiny and beautiful at first. And then they finally can see past the surface, and there's dead bones and people everywhere. That's the enemy. It's all shiny at first, and then you get around, and you're like, this is a horrible cell to be in. I want you to check the song out Whom the sun set free is free indeed. I used to be God crossed me up And he hit the three Father, Son, Spirit Inside of me Now I can't lose Got victory Was a slave Now that's history Brand new and eventually Rising up All the way up Up, 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 up I'm not coming down Got a new sound Breaking new ground Freedom won't let me Be slain to my sin That old man is dead No need to pretend This is the realest That I've ever been This is the realest That I've ever
2: been This guy woke me up, nah, nah, nah I'm not going back to my old ways In those old days, ain't falling for the trap I'ma stand up, yeah Where my
0: accusers at now They forgot who's on the seat, Jesus Found me a way out, I'm free
2: And he goes ahead of us Yeah, he paid the price for us For the guilt and the shame The hurt and the pain All we had to do was trust Surrender to the one who created us Stepped out from heaven to be with us Spin all he had just to be with us Jesus, I need freedom run the chain Once I lost my brother, life ain't been the same Under so much pressure, feeling so much pain But I'm pushing forward, going against the grain God, you took my sin and threw them all away Lit away the skies, I see brighter days So I take what I have, give it all away Till you call me home and I see your face Once was lost, but now I'm found, yeah Once was lost, but now you picked me up when I was down, yeah Once was bound, but now I'm free, yeah Once was bound, but now I'm free He set you free, you free and say Once was lost, but now I'm fine
0: Hey, today is a day of freedom. I believe today could be the best day of your life. Do you believe this? I remember stumbling into church 17 years ago, and today's my birthday, y'all. My spiritual birthday. Exactly. Thank you. I mean, I don't know. And uh I stayed up all night at this party, worship team, you guys can come up, and I stayed up all night at this party, and there was an emptiness in me, something that nothing could quench in the world, it seemed meaningless, countless nights of smoking, uh, just whatever, you know, there wasn't enough money, there wasn't enough parties, there wasn't enough girls, there wasn't enough, just whatever, you couldn't, and nothing could quench it, I remember there was some nights I wanted to get high so bad that whatever, as many drugs as there were, as many as we would do. And when you hear that, you might think, try to check yourself out and think, well, I'm not a drug addict, but look, here's the thing, sin is affecting us all, and I was one of those functioning people where I had a professional job, and you wouldn't even have known at night. Because sin, I don't know what your choice of sin is, so to speak, but I know that there's an emptiness that the world can't fulfill, but Jesus can. Do you believe this? So I heard the... Um I heard the preacher talking about Jesus and I was weeping and bawling and they gave an invitation for people to respond and give their lives to Jesus. Let go of their old life and by the grace of God that there's no more judgment and I can stand clean before the Father on that day when I breathe my last breath. And that oh death wears your sting, and I'm hearing this in real talk. God is for me, but all I could keep thinking about was how guilty I was. Like how could I do this to Jesus? What's wrong with me? And I was sitting in the top row trying to hide. But how many? No, when the Holy Spirit hits you, you can't hide. And so there was this moment where uh, Pastor Dave Williams at My Hope Church, he goes, "I think there's someone else that if you keep putting this off, it could be it could be drastic for you." And I'm sorry, but I feel that in my heart and. And so ask the person on the left and ask the person on the right. And this little old lady, she's so dear. She goes, do you want to go up front? She sees me bawling, you know, she's probably like, yes, okay, maybe he'll come. Um, and I was like, sure. Uh, and we start walking down the stairs because I'm in the balcony and the people are already in there. And she goes, this is going to be the best day of your life. She was tiny and I'm like tiny. So I was like, my thought was Christians are so weird. Like, what do you mean is the best day of my life? I'm sure, do you even know what's going on at home? It's going to be the best day of my life. And I was just put through with it because I needed to take a step of faith. I needed to take a step of faith. And so the, the doors open. Pastor Dave goes, oh, we got one more. I was the one. And I'll tell you, man, man, it ha- I haven't been perfect, but it's been permanent because it's been purchased by Jesus. That's what today is all about. The victory of Jesus. Do you believe? See, it's one thing for Tina and Rob and Torian to sing the song, but it's another thing for you to sing your song today. So I want to ask us, where are you at with Jesus? Who is this man? And maybe we just close our eyes for a moment and take inventory. And I know we're thinking, okay, it's the end of service. What's about to happen? I think the Holy Spirit's about to do his best work right now. Right now. Right now. In the spirit of the little old lady is here, ready to ask us a question. She wants to get in our business today because she wants us to be saved. And today is the day of salvation. Don't wait. Today is a new day. It could be the best day of your life. It can give meaning, but it's always found in Jesus. any of you here today and you're like, man, I'm really far from God and I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to repent. I need to surrender. I don't want my old life anymore. I want my new life and I want his. I want to trust that he is alive. Now we have a brand new home in heaven forever. If that's you, I want you to be bold. On the count of three, I want to know who I'm praying for. I want you to raise your hand and you want that new life. Give your life to Christ today. One, two, three. Raise your hand if that's you. Okay, hands going up. You mean business? I want you to stand up. Come on. You mean business? I want you to stand up. You mean business? I want you to. Up, okay, and look, 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 I needed to take a step of faith. I want you to come here. I needed to take a step of faith. I needed to take a step of faith. Come on down here with me. Come on right down here, face to face. I needed to take a step of faith. I need to, to take a step of faith. Hey, bring this down, y'all. Look, I'm serious. I love you guys enough to say this. Sometimes, look, when they ask you to take your first shot at the bar, look, you did that publicly. Sometimes you gotta get out of your comfort zone. I know you gotta move through the aisles, but if you mean business, come down. We're coming down like a family. We're coming down like a family. We're coming down like a family. I mean, come on, give it up for them. Come on, come on, come on, come on. It's a new day. A physical challenge, I get it. The Holy Spirit's there, but if you can come, come on, come on, come home, come home, come home. Welcome home. God is for you. God is for me. Do you believe this? Come on, come on, come on, man. Look, look. This isn't a church moment. Jesus didn't die for a church moment. Jesus died so we could have Him. This is a Jesus moment. This is Jesus moment. Look, if you're like the little old lady that changed my life, will you ask the person on the left or the right and be like, look, do you need to go down there? I don't care if they've been in church 20, 30 years. Don't assume they're a Christian. I've been to McDonald's a lot. Doesn't mean I'm a hamburger, right? Like, come on. Say, look, hey, hey you need to go down? Ask them. Look, you need to go down? I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Come on. Who's next? Come on. You need to come? Come on. I see you coming. Let's go. Say, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. It's your moment. Don't wait. Don't wait. It's your moment. It's your moment. Hey, look, I knew it took a lot of courage to be here, but Jesus hung on a cross so that we could find freedom. And the devil, he loves to get us in his web, right? Like he loves to get us in his meat grinder. But Jesus, when he sets us free, we're free. Come on, you can make your way. Let's you make the way. Let's, Make your way in here. Come on, let's get you right back here. We're one big family. We're one big family. And uh, here's what I want to do. Yeah, it's so good. Look, I want to lead us in a prayer. I don't think this prayer is some magical prayer, but I think it's really important because look at this verse. Romans 10:9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I'm gonna lead us in a form of confession and belief in the heart. You might not understand it all, but that's the beauty of faith. Like God has drawn us in and there's so much evidence, but he still wants us to come as children in faith. Let's all pray as a family. Say, Jesus, come on, lift your hands to heaven. Jesus, take my life. I repent of my sin. Today's a new day. You are the one who set me free and I am free indeed. When I trust you, all my sin is gone. You are my savior and God, I want you to be my Lord too. That this Easter Sunday is a brand new day. It's the best day of my life. It's my birthday, my spiritual birthday. Lead me Lord, teach me, guide me. I know it won't be easy, but I want all of you. In Jesus' name, have your way. Thank you, God. And all of God's people said, amen. Come on, come on. Come on, the angels throw a party. Come on, the angels throw a party. We got just a minute. You can sing that right behind me. That's great. Uh, look, in just a couple moments that we have here, I want the enemy um, to be gone, and I want the Holy Spirit to seal this. Okay? I'm asking for the Holy Spirit to seal this. Look, change—it's instant with God and forgiveness, but it takes, a, it takes a longer time to have a transformation. Okay? Like, so we're gonna—we're gonna need you to get rooted. We want you to come back. That Easter Sunday is Easter again next weekend. We want you to get plugged in here. Like maybe you're gonna help pastor people, be on the dream team, come back next week. Like we're gonna celebrate time and time and time and time again, because we can't do this thing alone. Like I can't do this thing alone. We need each other, right? That's why we sing, God, you are so good. Let's stay up here and let's worship the Lord together. Come on, God, you are so, so good.
2: Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city, one life at a time for more information messages and to partner financially go to citylifelancing.com you belong here